Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, joined by Justin Wells of Inside Texas. Uh, how you doing today, Justin? Another Monday, another day, another dollar, another chance to come hang out with us at Inside Texas. All right, hey, let's start. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, you and I uh, talked about uh, the offensive freshman. We did a kind of a check-in post-spring. Right. Uh, we said we were going to turn around and do the defense, and today that's what we're going to do. Uh, and I'll just get going right off the bat. Uh, who was the most impressive freshman on defense for you this spring? You know, Texas brought in a lot of guys, Bobby, but only one handful made an impact, but one really made one, and that was inside linebacker Anthony Hill Jr. out of Denton Ryan. The five-star linebacker was just – we kind of had an expectation that he was going to to, to play early. I think that was one of the allure, luring things of him getting to Austin. But I don't know if we were expected for him to make such an early impact and to play three different positions, including edge, what we saw in the spring game. So this guy's versatility, his ability to play inside and, and to pick up things quickly at 18 years old, he looks – like he was born to play linebacker. His dad played linebacker in college, so you can kind of see how that's overlapping and transitioning. Anthony Hill Jr. is my pick, Bobby. The kid was as advertised. Yeah, and and I I'm reminded of that Daryl Royal quote: "If a if a if a pup or if a dog's gonna bite, he'll bite as a pup, right?" <laughs> and uh, Anthony Hill showed that uh, true five star ability. Uh, you know, what was interesting to me out of all the things we we saw this spring with Anthony Hill, whether it was at linebacker or rushing the passer, uh, he seemed to bring a little bit of a can-do mentality, like a, a I don't want to say workmanlike, um, because it was a little bit different than that, but he was very coachable is what we were told. Uh, so you you add in the ability that he has, which uh, a lot of it God-given, but he, he certainly worked on it. But you add the coachability factor in, and now they're running him uh, as an edge rusher. Uh, they're they're putting him at, at uh, off-ball linebacker. They're working him at a number of spots and trying to coach him up. And and from what we've been told, Justin, he's taking to it. Yeah, that, and, and, you know, that's the thing about Hill. He was brought in to play inside linebacker because that's, that's harder to find. You can find guys on the edge. You can find guys that can get to the quarterback. But a guy that can cover in space, not get coshed up in – caught up in the wash and fire through gaps is what Hill does really well. But I love that PK said, you know what? We're not going to limit ourselves to one spot with this kid. He's got some upside. We need some help on the outside, getting to the quarterback, getting more pressures. And then Anthony Hill showed the ability to do all that and more. And so that, that's, you're talking about a kid that was a four-year varsity member at Denton Ryan, who's also ran on the track team. This is a guy that played some running back growing up. So there's some athleticism there. And like I said, you know, his dad played linebacker in college. This kid has been raised from birth to, to, to play the linebacker position, to be smart, to be prepared. And I, I'm not surprised he showed up as ready as he was. I am surprised how much PK and the defensive staff have moved him around to show his versatility. We knew he's going to play as a freshman, Bobby. Now it looks like those reps might be increased fall come come fall time i i I tell you what he set himself up if he has a good off season right here the next three months he set himself up to be an impactful player yes as a true freshman at texas and that that is very very rare particularly on the defensive side of the ball uh so good hats off to to, uh uh, anthony hill out of denton ryan Uh, i want there are six total freshmen by the way uh on the defensive side of the ball that showed up for spring practice 
There's a number that didn't show up. We're going to go over all of those uh, right now. But first, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, Laura Baker at Keller Williams Realty. Uh, if you're looking to move within or to the Austin area uh, or from, you got to leave, uh, give Laura and uh, her team over at the Andy Allen team a shout. Laura at AndyAllenTeam.com. She's a longhorn through and through uh, and uh, a good friend of the program here and uh, a proven real estate professional in the Austin area. That's Laura Baker uh, at AndyAllenTeam.com. Hey, Justin, let's go to the second most impressive freshman, in my opinion, and let's talk okay. about Manny Muhammad, uh, yeah. the defensive back out of South Oak Cliff. I think he worked himself into the two deep at corner, which is really, really impressive as a true freshman. I think he did too, Bobby. And also, yeah, as a freshman, that's pretty remarkable. And also, I mean, there, there's some depth at corner. And, and and he's jumping some guys. And I'm not going to be – I'm not a surprise with this one. If you watched him his senior year, this guy glides and strides. He, he never crosses his feet. He can flip his hips. Um the only one thing I would hold against him was uh, to, to, to force Cedric Baxter back inside on that one cut that, that Baxter made the spring game. It was a phenomenal move. Uh, Muhammad missed him in the open field. But those are freshman mistakes that they're going to get corrected. Manny Muhammad is a traditional cover man that you throw on the island and you say, hey, this is cat coverage. Cover that cat. And that's what, <laughs> Manny, Muhammad, and that's what Manny Muhammad's good at. I'm not surprised that he played this well this early. I'm really not because he'd shown this ability over the last couple of years at South Oak Cliff. But I am a little bit surprised that he's jumped up in that rotation so soon, simply because there are some veteran guys back there. You've got some, some guys with reps and, and experience and, and bodies that have been through the college game. Muhammad is on their heels on the daily. Uh, that's really good because he also projects long-term as a field corner as opposed to a boundary corner. So he's going to be that guy that can maybe line up and jam some people at the line of scrimmage on the field side. And Ian Boyd and I uh, have talked about the importance of that position in this PK, Pete Kwiatkowski defense. Uh, so the trajectory there for the Longhorn secondary is really helped by somebody like Manny Muhammad. By the way, he goes by Manny to folks on the team. He came in as Malik Muhammad. That's his official name, but uh, went, goes by Manny. Uh, to folks on the team. Uh, Justin, I thought that that you could then go from there, and there were a couple of guys that looked good in the spring from there. I'm going to start with Sadir Mitchell, uh, the big defensive tackle out of uh, New Jersey. And the reason I'm starting with Sadir is because he did not have what I would categorize as a great spring, okay? okay. But then the spring game comes up. Uh, we were told that he didn't necessarily have this tremendous spring. Then the spring game comes up. I mean, he's manhandling people. It, it, that's not all these guys are going to, you know, assimilate into the college game quickly, like Anthony Hill and, and Manny Muhammad. So, Deer Mitchell's going to take some time. You said he's a big prospect. It reminds me of when I go to the grocery store and shop for, for cereal. You've got the regular size, you got the big family size, and now, now there's a mega size. It's like two boxes in one. Sadir Mitchell is the mega box, okay? This dude is ginormous. And it's going to take a little bit longer for, for that guy to, to, to get ready. And also, it kind of goes on, along with Muhammad. There's a ton of depth at defensive line. To crack that rotation would be an, a, a very, very strong uh, freshman campaign. We don't see that happening. But 
like you said, he may not have had a great spring, but he's an early enrollee, so the expectations aren't that high. He really just needs to understand time management and, and fitting in and kind of understanding the college life for the first six months. But for him, it's it's the action on the field. And what we saw in the spring game, there was a few plays where he literally picked somebody up and moved them, and often they were other offensive linemen um, who were also rather large humans in that mega-sized box category. Sadir's just a big dude. It's going to take time. But goodness gracious, that natural strength was the thing that caught my attention. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he made three tackles, I think, in the spring game, and he literally was taking on two – I think I was sitting next to, to Jerry Hamilton during that spring game, Justin. And J- Jerry just looked over at me because Sadir may, just may be a gamer. Yeah. That, that may Good just point. be, yeah. I mean, that's what I thought too. I was like, yeah, he, he may just be that kind of guy. All right, let's, let's move on because I think those three guys probably came in with the most ballyhoo of, of the defensive prospects uh, on campus already. Uh, let's talk about Colton Voshik. Uh, the defensive end out of uh, Westlake. He played well and proved well in the spring, uh, but is he ready to go next year? Or is he going to be a bit a, a role player possibly, much like Ethan Burke was a year ago? That You just you just said it right there. He's going to be much like Ethan Burke. We saw Ethan Burke flash a little bit last year, especially in the first couple games where they can get in a little bit of playing time before, the, before conference starts, before the red shirt cutoff. Um, and then we saw Ethan's growth this spring as one of the, 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 the guys that stood out on the defensive end, kind of nailing down that edge spot because, one, he has the ability to set the edge, and, two, he, he, he was impactful. He's got some natural pass rush ability. To me, Vashik's in that same type of category. It's going to take him a few year, a year or so to, to get ready for this college level, get to, to the college game. If Vashik sold anything, it's that he's got a little more twitch and athleticism than Burt does. Burt might be longer, but Vosick has just a little more of that twitchiness to him. And I think it's because he's played football longer, obviously. But Vosick, I, I think he's on the same trend and timeline as Ethan Burt, good friend, former teammate at Westlake. I think it'll take a little bit of time. But if there's one person to study behind, I can't think of a better one than Ethan because Colton and those guys are so close. That's going to be metal sharpening metal. I, I heard some good things about Vosick this, this uh, summer or this spring. So I think that's a plus. I I think all four of those guys um, that we've talked about thus far are, are in that plus category in that they're on the right path. You know what I mean by that? Like maybe Anthony Hill is certainly there. Manny Muhammad is there. Sadir Mitchell just needs to get his conditioning and get going more steadily. But he's he is what we expected him to be. Vosick did well as well this spring. Uh, here's another guy that kind of surprised me a little bit. Leonga LaFau. Uh, linebacker out of Honolulu. I mean, look, Justin, he uh, he was not the most ballyhooed prospect in this class. He wasn't that big. He wasn't super fast. But, you know, the word we get from behind the scenes is they really, really like this guy. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Yeah, you shouldn't have been as surprised because if you talk to people close to this recruitment who've known this kid for years, yeah, you, you nailed it. He's not going to wow you in the intangibles category. He's not going to wow you with combine top numbers and testing. He's not as big or as fast or as strong. Leona LaFowle is a football player. And when you need, you know where you need football players the most? Middle linebacker. You need those guys to, to absolutely track and smack. Leona is a throwback. He reminds me of those early 2000s USC Trojan linebackers slash safeties. Those guys just put a helmet on and brought a hat on a regular basis. Leona and Anthony Hill playing beside each other, coming up together at the same time, I don't think could have been a better mixture at the linebacker position, especially with what Jeff Co- Jeff Choate brought in for the 2020 Hall at that position. It's just going to take a little bit of time for Leona because, you know, like for all of them, they're all freshmen. They're all new at this. But, listen, this is a guy that's going to be cracking helmets when he's on the field. He is old school strong. He's got that old man strength at 18 years old. Very strong integrity. Very strong work ethic. This is a kid that leads by example. You're not going to hear him say very much, Bobby. He's a quiet dude. But on the field, it's all business. And that's, I think, the thing that a lot of these defensive early enrollees have in common. They showed up ready for business. They showed up ready to work. It wasn't a, oh, let's get this transition over with. It's, oh, how can I impact it as soon as possible? Playing behind Jalen Ford and beside Anthony Hill, Leona LaFowle is the one guy that in three years when he's all Big 12 linebacker, I will be the least surprised. Well, what's interesting to me, and I just – now we're down to five the first five guys we want to talk about that came in. There's six total newcomers altogether. These are all guys that showed to be productive football players on the defensive side of the ball, right? There, there weren't – I don't think there were any swings and misses in this group, is my point. That happens, as you and I know, in recruiting a lot. I mean, it just does. Texas doesn't seem to have swung and missed on any of them. They all seem to be players. Now, there can be natural attrition. That's the way of the world in college football. Right. Uh, but I think that what I'm impressed with is the totality of the class. Uh, we went over the offensive group, too, as well, and, and they've been uh, impressive. But I like the fact that all those guys were productive players. Now, one more guy joined them uh, this uh, spring but did not really get on the field that much because he's still rehabbing. That's Darian Gallette out of Teague, linebacker, edge prospect. Uh, what are your thoughts there, and what did you hear from uh, inside the building there uh, on Darian Gallette? Down here in East Texas, it's called TIG. That's how, <laughs> that's how they call it. Hey, I learned that when I went to go see Darian for the first time. Last, well, when he had moved from Marlin for the first time. Darian is the developmental kid. He was the super hyper-athletic kid of that linebacker core that before his injury, I remember you and I in our IT recruiting crew talking about, you were like, man, have you seen this kid's basketball tape? And you're not one to really watch basketball. But his explosiveness off the floor was undeniable. Darren Gallette has the most upside from an athletic standpoint. Like you said, he's coming off of an injury. 
he did get to he, he he was cleared for a handful of drills, just nothing full speed, full contact of that sort. He hopes to be in that kind of that mix June first, so that when August camp rolls around, he wants to be a hundred percent ready for for contact, and he's on that trend line right now. Um, but that's the thing that you hear inside the program is program kid, high mental eval, incredible athleticism. Both his parents are coaches. His dad was a college basketball player. He's also a high school football and basketball coach. Those kids tend to do things the right way the first time. They tend to be raised well, trained well, and they come to college prepared. And so outside of Darian's knee injury, there's so much upside right there, and there's so much athleticism. And he's a guy also kind of like Hill. He's going to be versatile. They've recruited him at, at your standard linebacker spot. But Choate and PK have talked about possibly some Jack, possibly some edge. And so because he can offer that twitch as well. We won't know for sure until he's at 100%, which will be probably later in the summertime. But out of all the linebackers and all the defensive players, if you're looking at one with the most athleticism and, and upside, daring the let's in that conversation. And here's what, one, here's what, what, what I have to say about that is it's like when a young a guy has an ACL that, that early in his career, you wonder if he's going to regain that sort of explosiveness. Yes. Not necessarily the athleticism and the movement, but the actual explosiveness. Quickness. Yeah. And so, you know, fingers crossed because he was a, a absolute tantalizing prospect uh, coming out of a TIG, I guess is the best way to say it. Uh, hey, six other guys, uh, freshmen, are set to enroll in the next, I guess, late May. I think May 28th they, they show up. Three weeks. Yep. Uh, so uh, – the guys also coming in, Derek Williams, safety, uh, New Iberia, Louisiana, Jelani McDonald, safety, linebacker, athlete out of Waco Connolly, Cecilia Connor uh, out of Utah, linebacker, edge prospect, Warren Roberson, uh, safety out of uh, Red Oak, uh, a program that is just burgeoning with talent right now. And, and uh, the Longhorns grabbed him over TCU late as well as USC. Samaje Burrell out of North Crowley, big lineman. And Billy Walton, uh, the linebacker edge prospect out of South Oak Cliff. Uh, Justin, if you were to guess among that group, are there any that you think will have an immediate impact on the Longhorns of that group that's still yet to show up on campus? Or do you think it's just too early to tell? It's probably too early to tell. But I have a feeling Derek Williams is going to be a guy that, that gets on the field in 2023. Matt being a special team's sort of way, but Derek Williams is the type of football player that's going to be really difficult to not play. Now, safety position is pretty well lined up, I feel like, with Jaron Thompson and Jalen Catalan. you got Keaton Crawford back there, hyper-athleticism as a backup. B.J. Allen finished strong in the spring. So you got some guys back there. So Derek Williams doesn't necessarily have to play, but they call him the Raptor for a reason. The dude is everywhere, and he's evil, and he comes for your soul. And those are the type of players you've got to have on the football field. So I'd be surprised if Derek Williams doesn't wind up playing quite a bit on special teams in a Mo Blackwell type position. I, I was going to say the same thing about Jelani McDonald. Oh, from from a yeah. from a special teams perspective, because oh. you're looking for guys that can really run, guys that can play through traffic, physically strong enough to do that, and length. And, and you got it all. And that's that almost fits Jelani McDonald. And Derek Williams, to your point, to a T, right? Derek's, uh, Derek's a little stronger. Derek's a little more suddenness 
Whereas Jelani's a little more smoother, a little more fluidity. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. Jelani may be more of a kick cover guy compared to a punt cover guy. Yeah, we'll see. All right, I uh, want to say thanks one more time to our sponsor. Uh, I've got a couple more questions uh, for Justin here before we let you go, but uh, say thanks to our sponsor, Laura Baker of Killer Williams Realty. Uh, Laura has been helping uh, Austinites move uh, to Austin, from Austin, within Austin uh, for a good decade now. Uh, she's a professional uh, in every sense of the word. Uh, contact her and her team, Laura, at andyallenteam.com. Uh, she is a true Longhorn through and through. Uh, I believe her father at one point was a professor at the University of Texas. All right. Hey, Justin, um, I've got you here. We've done the defensive checkup. Um, my my next question is this, and that, that's going to carry over to recruiting, right? Given the last two recruiting classes on defense, where do you think Texas needs to go in this recruiting class uh, from a defensive perspective? Defensive line, defensive line, defensive line. Not that they don't have talent, but they're old talent, experienced talent, talent running with, running out of eligibility. You brought in a Sadir Mitchell in the last class. You need to bring in at least three bodies on this defensive line to go along with that. It just so happens that in-state is a little down in this cycle. I really like on three, four-star Alex January out of Duncanville. Texas looks good there. He'll take an official in June. I think that's an early July decision. They look good with Terrence Hibbler, cat out of the southeast region. I believe he's in Mississippi. Jerry went down to see DeAndre Robinson, another one out of Orlando Jones. Marcus Tillman's school down in, in Florida. Texas is in the mix there along with, with Florida and Ohio State. And so it, if there's a spot on defense that needs to be hit, to me, it's defensive line. And I'm not saying that it's an it's a, a weakness on the roster. I'm saying if you look at the depth chart, there's not a lot of youth on that D-line. And the way that, 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 that Bo Davis and PK like to rotate, rotate their guys in to keep them fresh, 20 to 25 snaps a game, rotating anywhere from four to six, maybe seven guys, you want to keep that pattern and keep doing that like they're going to do in 2023? You're going to have to bring in two or three, maybe even four defensive linemen to maintain that. Not to mention the fact you're headed into the SEC in 2024. To me, that was an easy answer. No brainer. Shut it down. They need depth on D-line, Bobby. Got it. All right. I, I think that's going to do, do it for today, Justin. Uh, that was the defensive checkup on the true freshman uh, that entered this spring. Talked a little recruiting as well there uh, at the end. For Justin Wells of InsideTexas.com, I'm Bobby Burton. Hook them. <laughs>